guys. Welcome to the bonus episode. Hey, y'all. Our fir- actual first bonus of Type A Black Girls history, for real. Ever. We're making history. Um, if you guys listened to the last episode um, that we posted, we did a huge, let's just call it like listener questions type episode. And we got so many questions, we could not get through all of them within that hour. So we yeah. said, we're going to make a bonus episode. And get through the rest of the questions, talk to you guys. And that's what this is. So consider this like a Christmas special. In no, literally. And if you March. have any, any other questions or dilemmas that you guys would like to ask us to answer during season five, please go to our link tree and it's an anonymous entry box that you can um, type in however long you want. Please just spell check with it because sometimes it's hard because we really wanted to make sure it's good for y'all and good for us to read. So please use that spell check. And we get, we'll keep it pushing from there. We love y'all so much. Use that spell check. Sometimes it's hard. And I don't, I don't want to assume I know what you're saying. That's facts. Yeah. We love yeah. y'all. Thank you for anybody that submitted a question. That part. We, I think we have about the same amount as last episode. So mm-hmm. get cozy. We have a lot of things to get through. Some of them are short though, but some of them are like, we really going to dive deep. Yeah. So let's get it cracking. All right. First one, Danasia, do you plan to work full-time when you go to grad school? No, I don't. Um, So the program I'm going to, um, if you guys haven't heard any episodes where I talked about grad school, I've only brought it up a few times. Um, I'm getting my MBA in a few years. Um, I'm a deferred MBA uh, applicant. So I applied in my senior year and I got accepted to Wharton at the University of Pennsylvania. So I think... Are they the Quakers? I should really know this. I'm going to the school. I'm trying to have school pride. Yeah. But um, I'm going to move into Philly, and the program is a full two, full, full two year program, mm-hmm. uh, full time. So I have to be there on campus full time. It's not like a part time where I can do like some of it online. I have to be physically in person for the classes. So I won't be working during that time. Kind of nervous because how am I going to like live? <laughs> And I've kind of, I've kind of already gotten used to the lifestyle of getting paid and having a check. So it'll definitely be um, what's the word um, a lifestyle switch again to be a broke college student after working. Yeah, but I will keep y'all posted on how that goes because my plan is to apply to a lot of scholarships in the meantime between now and when I start. Mm-hmm. That way, I have at least as much money I'm coming out of pocket for because that tuition alone is already a lot. Yeah. And yeah, it's a lot. So I'll keep y'all posted on that. But no, I don't plan on working um, when I go. Um, we also have a question for Faith. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, They said, we know Faith is moving in with her man soon. Just tell us the big news already. Okay, well, that's all y'all get. That, y'all know I'm trying to be private, okay? It's hard for me. I overshare. And that my oversharing came out, me trying to be private. I kept on saying, you guys will see soon. I'll be somewhere soon. And y'all know where I'm about to be at. So y'all can just start to stop. Y'all can keep assuming. And when it happens, you know, I don't want to say nothing officially until I am in the building. Okay. So I'm trying to take a page out of the nation's book. I can't be that private, but I'm, 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 we're getting somewhere. All right. Listen, I'm going to tell you, we, we really are making progress for real. Like, things become more private. I become more open. We are really working towards the middle. That part. And I did see you didn't buy everything you saw on TikTok. So, and that's huge. That's huge. Because, man, I'm working on de-influencing myself. 
Mm. I see a girl on TikTok that's like, this product changed my life. I'm like, well, damn, is it in your link? Do I need a, do you have an Amazon storefront? Yes or no? So the fact that I have been showing restraint, yeah, you know, that's growth. Yeah, no big facts, big facts. But I will say, um, I did sign the roommate. Basically, yes, um, I did sign the roommate. <laughs> <laughs> on the topic already, and it's bonus. So if they listen to it, they'll know. If not, they'll know when I post the keys. You know, but um, I did sign the roommate form, and I so I can get a key, and it'll be happening sometime this summer. So very excited to not be having to, you know, come home to nobody. I am very excited and just being, and y'all know, y'all know I, I love that man down. I talked about that man, like there's no tomorrow. So I'm very excited. Um, it's going to be a definite, definite change because I'm never going to live by myself again. So yeah, but um, I'm excited and uh, I will be living in Colorado officially starting in the summer. So um, on t- this, is huge. this is huge. And honestly, let me know if y'all have any questions about that because it's definitely going to be a learning experience. For me, I will be in therapy because that's a whole nother life, huge life change. So I'm not, not saying, you know, we going through nothing like, you know, we don't do ups and downs over here. But um, I, it's just it's a life change. You should talk about that with somebody who's not your partner. So definitely get another therapist. Um, but OK, next question. Would you guys ever do video format, even if you are in different locations? Funny you say that. Um, we're just going to keep it real with y'all. We are thinking about becoming a studio type of podcast. Yeah. We have a video element to this podcast because for one, you guys don't see us. Two, we rarely get to film in person since we are like long distance besties for one. So it's just yeah. very hard for us to ever be in the same place at once. Mm-hmm. So we are piloting, you know, maybe doing a, a, a studio type beat where we yeah. film all the episodes and film together. Of course, you could always still listen audio only. Like, let's say you driving or something, you can't watch. Mm-hmm. But uh, for our girlies that do want to watch us, um, we might be working on that sometime yeah. soon. No so, promises. And soon is very objective. Okay, so you know we did. We still gotta like form an LLC, like do all that, like try to figure out ads, like all this stuff. But in the future, we do plan on doing that. That is the plan. We are working on taking this podcast to the next level, which means you also might hear some ads now. Yeah. So go ahead and listen to them because now you get, you know, you get to see us. It's a bonus and it'll be better for like marketing, having more type A black girls. Like audio can only do so much for us to spread the word about type A black girls. So we'll be able to have like our own TikTok um, and our own Instagram. And like we're just we're talking about some big things coming in not soon, but like definitely in the upcoming years um so we're just really excited so yeah if that means two or three extra ads you guys have to listen to please listen to them because we're we're starting this out of pocket yes that's another thing we are fully funding this via our own bank accounts so the ads are a way for us to try to um get more money so we can put more into it yeah reinvest reinvest our funds is what we basically try to say we try to reinvest the funds that we get from this podcast and back into the podcast that we can do more for you guys we can have more meetups we can do all types of stuff that requires money unfortunately so yeah keep an eye out on that because in the near in the the somewhat near future we're working on that so so when you when you see us post, repost so your your friends can see it and we can spread the word so that but and we can, so we can get to 1k soon cuz we're we're close, we're close. And just so we can spread the word. So, and just know we're working full-time job. This is basically like a side job that we're not really getting paid for. No, we're not getting paid for yet. Um and 
just know any of those um, Instagram posts, any of the story posts, we're doing that after work or maybe during our lunch break so that we can make sure y'all are getting the content y'all need. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're really working on making this um, a better experience, a better type of black girls experience specifically for y'all, our audience, our listeners. So um, if you see some changes coming up, give us feedback. Of course, we want to hear exactly how y'all feel about it. If y'all are like, no, we hate the video. Like we will cut that out because that's costing us a lot of money. So you don't got to worry about nothing. If y'all say y'all don't like it, we hate it. All right. It's, it's out. But if y'all like it, we love it. So just stay in contact with us. Y'all are, you guys already are. Like we get a lot of feedback from you guys and we love it. So um, yeah, soon to come on that. Okay. Um, Next question says, I love your episode about friendships. Could you talk more about friendships, friend groups, and making new friends when moving to a new city? Um, so we did have an episode on this. I think you submitted this this uh, this question before we had our friendships episode. Oh, no, no. She said afterwards. Yeah. My bad. Mm-hmm. I misread. Um, but we are thinking about having a maintaining friendships part two coming soon. Yeah. That probably not in season five, maybe in season six. If you have any specific questions, let us know. Um, we also we were actually guests on another podcast, and we'll we'll be talking about long distance friendships on there as well. Um, so definitely, and we'll put it on Instagram. So definitely keep an eye on for that one. Um, but it's it's just a little hard because we 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 divulge as much as we could and wanted to in the friendships episode. So really, reach out to us or the anonymous page. If you have specific friendship um, questions, that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really easier if like we hear your specific situation. But I will say about like the point on friendship breakups. Uh, I recently had a friendship breakup that happened in like this was like high school sophomore year, but we are besties since middle school. Mm. And the girl recently followed me on Instagram, and I just thought that was so crazy that years later, friends that you might not have talked to and y'all fell out with, you might rekindle. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that was a sign when I saw this, that we should definitely have a Maintaining Friendships Part 2 soon. Um, but definitely this is that episode that we will be on for um, the other podcast because we'll go even further into it in that one. But um, whatever specific questions you have about friends and dilemmas, shoot it your way or um, shoot it our way. And then we'll yeah. go into that. And we also always talk about being in new cities. So we can also divulge in that, too, just saying like how we made our friends in our own respective cities when we moved here and didn't know anybody. Yeah. And we, and we talked about that in the, in the episode as well. Um, and both, I think also. Um, okay. Next question. This is a long one. Hi ladies. I wanted to ask for some advice about a situation that I'm facing regarding college. I'm 20 years old and a sophomore, sophomore on the pre-med track. I am currently processing a hard time in my life as I am taking a semester off from my studies due to burnout. This transition in my life has not been easy, although I know that the break is necessary due to past struggles with time management, mental health, and constantly putting pressure on myself since high school and beyond. We get that. Furthermore, it has been extremely hard to be away from my friends and and to let go of extracurriculars since I am not on campus, although I live in the same state. At the beginning of this break, I felt as if I had failed myself and that I was behind on reaching my goals. Through my relationship with God and the support of family and friends, I am learning that this is only a minor setback. I have begun the process to regain my footing during this break, attending therapy, finding hobbies, looking for pre-med opportunities, and find this podcast. But I still have a lot of anxiety about the uncertainty of my future and the transition back in, back to school in August. Any advice for how I can I can best use this break both for rest and to prepare for my transition back to school? 
What are ways that I can use this opportunity to take the time that I need and ensure that I can return to school with the confidence and focus to eventually get that degree from a newly gained type A black girly? Woo, moms, you want to take this one and I'll piggyback? Yes. Yeah. First of all, welcome. We love new type A black girls. Um, I think the biggest thing for this is that we see that you're in a transition period and we see that there's a definitely an opportunity for you to maybe change old things that you went through before you took your break. And, you know, I think also your point about your relationship with God and your support and your friends and family is a huge part because they're going to be essential during this little hiatus you're taking. Yeah. Um, I would say it's very important for you to clearly outline what your goals are and figure out what you want to do next. And more importantly, what caused the break, the, the, the burnout the first time. So I think it's really essential that you figure out what caused that last time is it the pre-med track? Is it the way you were handling the stress? Like what pinpoint, what exactly happened? That way you can know to avoid it when you go back to school this next time. Um, mental health, social, career, school, like a lot of these are very hard to balance at the same time. So figure out what you can do specifically, like outline, if you have to write down, if you have to, what can I do in each of those categories to make sure that I'm not like going crazy this next semester? Because it's very easy to be ambitious in the beginning bite off more than you can chew. And then halfway through the semester, you're like, I'm doing way too much. I signed myself up for way too much and I can't do this anymore. And that's when burnout starts. So I would say also take baby steps. Um, if you were doing like, let's say you have like a bucket and it's, it's, it's full, start off at about halfway through the bucket in the beginning of the semester, see how much you can handle for the first like two months and then slowly, gradually start adding more things to your plate as you prove to yourself you can handle it. And really give yourself the time to bounce back because it may sound all good in theory and like, you know, you have all this time to prepare. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove and it's really time to do the work, it's going to be a lot, a lot harder to do when you've actually been off for a minute. It's going to take a minute to bounce back and you have to give yourself that time and patience. So that's what I would say. Make sure you align with those goals that you set, you set yourself out to do. And really take it day by day, like every single day. Um, I'm going to accomplish these three things. Yeah. And by the end of the week, you'll see that you have made progress towards your goals. It's very like easy to see if you actually outlined it by day. Um, if you go, if you go in, like, like how Danae was saying, if you go in and make a schedule, we're type A girlies. We love a good schedule. Um, say like, this is how much time it's going to take to accomplish this. And if you know, it's going to be a lot, like back to what Danae was saying, do three things a day. How many things do you want to do per day to get you get you to those goals? So really just outline those goals. Like if it's like I want to get a B in biology because biology is freaking hard. Um, okay, I need to study for three hours per day. That's one thing. I need to eat three times a day. That's the second thing because eating could also really impact your mental health and how you feel throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then three, go to therapy or like or do something for yourself. And um, Danaja had this really good idea of choosing one day a week to take to yourself, whether that be for therapy, hobbies, or just a day for you and only you doing things that really excite you and make you pumped up for the next week ahead. I feel like that that would be yeah. really, really good for you to – we always talk about having like doing something on Wednesday or Thursday to chop up your week so that you're not like, oh, looking to, looking to Friday every time a Monday pops up. So I feel like that yeah. might be yours because obviously you're going to have to do work every single day. It's college. That's what that's that's what college, especially if you're in a technical um, role. Uh, sorry, major like this, 
you're going to be doing workout every day. But if you if you hold Sunday specifically only for yourself, no work, you get everything done on Saturday, have therapy or your hobbies be for that Sunday and you're good to go. Yes. And honestly, like you mentioned your relationship with God. I think that's also part of it is that really like trusting the process because you might not see the light in the middle of the semester, but by the end of the semester, you'll be like, wow, I'm so glad that I was dedicated and focused and I can tell it's in God's plan that I'm going to finish what I set my mind to. So yeah. like really having that, that like mental strength to get through it because it's going to be very rough in the middle, but it'll probably be easier towards the end or easier in the beginning, you know, but it's always the middle. That's the hardest. No. And I think also doing check-ins with yourself because let's say you're getting, you're getting through it. Right. But you absolutely hate it. And you mentally are like, I can't take this anymore. Like I'm not enjoying myself. I'm not happy reevaluating if maybe the path you've chosen or maybe not to say pre-med if you want to stop pre-med but I know there's different I'm not a pre-med girly but I know there's different aspects of pre-med that might suit you better than others like depending on what career path you're going down reevaluating if maybe the career path you're going down you might want to switch to something adjacent that might be better or easier on your mental health Mm -hmm. or something different like don't be afraid to reevaluate that just because you've already put in time and effort into one thing it's okay to switch and if if you're looking about like maybe you don't want to change your major, but if you are looking to change your major, we do have a change your major episode. Is that in season two, moms? I think so. Yeah, I'm trying to look up it now. Um, we did it with our friend Peyton because she has switched her major as well. Um, and we yeah, all it's season two. Yeah, see, yeah, season three, season how become a side hustler, life after. Was it season one? It was season one. It's okay. Oh, wow. Yep. It's, it's okay. That's what your major featuring paying. Tap into that episode. We kind of dive deep into what our thought processes were because we all changed our major in one way or shape or form. Um, yeah. So definitely tap into that one. Maybe you have already listened to it or just take it, have another listen. And it's, it was really good to kind of talk about our thought process of switching over because everybody talks about like, there's just maybe there's different stigma sometimes when you're switching from a really hard major to like maybe a, a little bit more easier one, but it's like for your mental health. And at the end of the day, it's for you. It's not for anybody else. Right. Right. And can't nobody say it because they're not the ones doing it. So or paying for it. Right. Or paying for it. That like, yeah, but definitely I would say there's power in routine. And I think that's the way that you're going to get through this. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. And also using your break, using your break to, truly rest like I know you said that you are you know preparing for this next chapter but also this is probably the one of the few breaks you're gonna get I know the pre-med track y'all be in school for ages so really take this time and this break to truly relax and stay in tune with yourself because it's probably gonna be the last like true break that you get for a while so really like bask in it and use it as a time to like learn more about yourself that way you bounce back even stronger yeah Um, um okay I hope that helps yeah I think this is yours to read, moms. Yes. So the next question, how does one interview for a job while having a job, a.k.a. taking time off to go do an interview? Oh, girl, it's the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. The biggest thing is to be discreet and private. Mm-hmm. Don't be said. Don't. I don't care how much of a friend you think this your coworker is. Do not tell no coworkers. Just go ahead and interview, um, schedule that, schedule that if you know the interview, maybe a week or two in advance, maybe if you can take PTO, take like four hours off, just have that buffer 
um, if you're not able to do it on lunchtime. Have that buffer to leave, to go there if it's in person, and the buffer to just relax. And like, because I know sometimes during interviews, I could, I sometimes I sweat the entire interview because I'm so nervous. Um, so Danaja had a really good point when we were writing this out. Cushion some extra time before and after the interview, like I said. Maybe you need to like freshen up because you're so nervous, you're sweating the whole time. Like, I know I don't plan nothing after after interview because I need to take a shower. I I get I sweat so much like it's like I'm playing a basketball game. Um, yeah. But yeah, what about you, moms? And if the interview goes well and they want to jump into like a second interview or have you meet somebody, like you have to be ready for whatever that day throws at you. So I think the best of that is to either take the day off or take half the day to dedicate towards the interview because if something else comes up and they're like, oh, like they're thinking you if you're interviewing, they probably are not thinking you either at you're at your actual job right now. So yeah. just be ready for anything that throws that comes at you. And if it goes really well and they want you to come in and meet the team, like think about stuff like that, that um, might come up unexpectedly. But the biggest thing is just to be discreet. And on that point, also, if you do end up getting the job, like let's say you're interviewing for a job and you get it while you still have your old job. Be very, be very careful about how you leave the company and how you like go about that process, like putting in your two weeks or talking to your manager about another opportunity that you found but don't bring up nothing until it's solidified. Yeah. Once you got that don't be, like, don't be like, I'm interviewing, and then you don't get the job, and now you're leaving a bad taste in your current manager's mouth. Yeah. You know, like, really, really go about it very gracefully, very respectfully, so that way both parties are like, okay, they handled it as best they could. Mm-hmm. But definitely don't um, don't put yourself in a weird situation. Um, that should, yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's the majority of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just be and- careful. And if it's not a PTO job, let's say like it's like you're working at McDonald's, but you're trying to go to like a call center or something, um, you might have to lose some money to make some money because obviously you're interviewing for a hopefully a higher position or higher pay. So yeah, just know it'll be it'll be worth it. It'll the, it'll the reward will be big if you end up getting the job. Yeah, and if you don't get the job, make sure they have your name down for future opportunities because you might not have been the one that they went to for that job, but. If another role comes up, make sure that you are still top of mind. So even if you don't get it, I know when I used to not get jobs or I would interview and I didn't get it, I'd be like, screw them. Like, I'm never, I'm never interviewed with that company ever again. They missed out. Like, it's very easy to be bitter. But like, honestly, if you show consistency and persistence, it's a good chance that you'll probably get another role if they have it up, if they have it open, because it shows you're actually interested in working there and you're not giving up easily. So don't, don't be, don't be turned off if you don't get it. But I, I, I think you're going to get it. So good luck, girl. No, for real. Okay, on to the next. I always struggled with making friends ever since I was younger. I felt like I was always the last thought. I'm currently a junior in college and still struggle. I graduated high school in the middle of the pandemic, so I never really had a group. I did move on campus my sophomore year and met people and did almost everything with them. And now it's like we all don't even talk anymore. People join sororities. They hang out with their other friends, line sisters, and I'm just alone. And now I feel like I'm finally starting to make friends. I guess. And I realize all these people I'm now just meeting are graduating this spring and moving away. And it sucks now. It's like, I'm tired of starting over. I never really had my college group. My close friends don't even live in my state anymore. And it's hard in general. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really hard, especially when your friends you've made are leaving. It's like, damn, I only had you for like three months, girl. And now you already gone. That part, that part. Um, we talked about a little, I think Nada talked more on this. So I'll, I'll let her take this about like having the group and the whole thing, um, with the friend breakup on, in our maintaining friendships episodes. So I'll let you go ahead and take this mm-hmm. one over. 
Um, yeah, the main thing I would say is to really not get caught up in having a group. Like, I think I went through this because I feel like, I don't know if it's like the, the, the movies that I watched or something, but everybody had their group. It was like Cheetah Girls, they had their four. It was Bratz, you know, they had their group. Like every movie that you've watched or every TV show I've seen growing up just conditioned me to think that I don't have valid friendships, I guess, unless we're on a group and we all do everything together. And it's just very hard to feel like, you know, you have friends if you're all not doing that. So I would say to really let go of that concept that like you need to have a group because you can still have great friends and great relationships with people without you guys all being a unit. And for me, like, I don't have a group. Like I have friends in different areas and different places, but I don't, I wouldn't group us all together, you know, because at the end of the day, people are all different. And it's very, very rare that groups even stay together. So it's just like, keep that in mind. And it's okay if your friends have other friends too. I think that's also a very hard concept to learn because it's like everyone has their person and it's like you want your own person. Yeah. But to really invest in the friendships that you do have and to see the value in them and realize that also quality is better than quantity. Just because you might not have like a group of line sisters or a group of friends that, you know, you can hit up in the group chat doesn't mean that your other friendships are less valid because of that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, once you realize that, like once I realized that, I was like, I don't need to have a million friends. I really don't. I have I have my solid core friends that I talk to and they are all very different people and we're not a group, but that's okay. Yeah. And once you realize that, I think it also gives you a lot of peace of mind. But um, also for your friends that are leaving and like graduating soon, um, don't think that just because they graduate, you guys can't be friends anymore. Yeah. Practice like long distance friendships with them. Honestly, I feel like sometimes you get closer with your long distance friends because you actually have to make an effort to call them and like catch up and have yeah. catch up support this. Me and Faith had a three hour catch up. And that's just the reality of being long distance friends. Like mm-hmm. it might not be you're talking to them every single day, but that doesn't take away from the value of where you guys are and where you guys stand. No, absolutely. And for trying to make new friends, find friends with your hobbies or similar interests. Let's say you crochet or let's say you like going on walks, like just Maybe maybe hinge friends. I've never tried it, so I don't I don't have no yeah, like bubble bumble BFF. Exactly. Exactly. Just something so you can find friends that you might not find if it weren't for the internet. And try that. Maybe it might not go well, but you'll never know unless you don't try. And yeah. a big thing we talked about is having friendships being reciprocated. And that's why we have so many well, we have a solid amount of quality friendships because we they all are very reciprocal. Um, make sure those long distance friends are, if you're trying to FaceTime them, they're like, Hey, like, give me an hour or Hey, can we do this Wednesday? Like it's all friendships as you get older is all about planning. So go ahead and plan that. And if they flake, okay, then you kind of may, may have to just come to terms. Like, is this what I like? Or do I want new friends? It's just, you kind of have to do some inner work to figure out what you want and what you think you deserve. Unfortunately. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. And also to your point about your friends having other friends, I think that also sometimes people might not realize that like they're neglecting you as a friend until you say it. Until you say it. I didn't know my best friend of literally since seventh grade was fully neglected until she was like, yeah, you kind of suck during those years. And I was like, that's on me, moms. I did not realize that was it was not on purpose. It was just because they're in more proximity. Like, for example, your friend's line sisters, they're in more proximity 
than probably you because you see you might you might see them in a class or you guys have to like schedule a lunch. They see their alliances just for all the practices and whatever they end up doing. Like it's just really proximity. So you might yeah. just have to speak up. Yeah, and also not taking that personal. Like yeah, you know, if people are if people end up getting closer to other people in their lives. It's not because they hate you. It's not because you know, they, they think poorly of you. It's probably just because of proximity likely. And they, they just happen to have to spend more time with those people and they grow closer. But that doesn't mean that you don't, you don't still try to pursue those friendships either. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope that helps. Good luck, girl. And yeah, girl. hopefully, you know, you guys can plan a trip or something soon. I'm also an advocate for planning a trip. If you can't yeah. see your friends often plan that trip, mm-hmm. guarantee you it'll feel just like it was like old times. Like, Usually that's all you need is something like a Kickstarter to like remember why you guys were friends to begin with. Yes. And it's something to look forward to. It's something to be like, oh, let's do this TikTok when we all get together. Like it's just fun. And like, honestly, those days leading up to the trip are honestly some of my favorite days. No, literally. Because we're so excited. Like even if it's just once a year and realistically, as you get older, it's never, it's not going to be like a four time a year thing because it's, that's just life and PTO is scarce. But um, yeah, go ahead and plan that trip. And Hopefully they pull through and y'all can really like rekindle that friendship. Yeah. Um, okay. I hope that helped. Um, our next one is you guys should go live during one of your recordings of the podcast so we can get behind the scenes. Uh, lucky for you, we will be doing that in next season. So mm-hmm. we will post on the Instagram page um, when that's coming out. That way you guys can know <laughs> when to come on because we've been filming at some, some obscure times. I'm not going to hold yeah, you. That part. So, so we will let you guys know when that live is coming. <laughs> yeah. And it might just have to, it, it might honestly realistically be late at night. And you guys can see what it actually looks like. Us setting up, us getting ready, us catching up, and then us recording. You know, it was not going to be the entire episode, but it might just be like a cute little RBT. And you guys can like get a, get the RBT early on before the episode actually drops. Yeah. For real. I think that's actually a really cute idea. So thank you for whoever submitted that because yeah, we love a good live. Ooh, okay. Not me all getting all the paragraphs. Okay. <laughs> you want me to read this one? <laughs> yeah, my throat's hurting. <laughs> okay, okay. So this person says, okay, so I may or may not like this person. He's really cool. And I remember when we first met, we instantly vibed. He's almost six foot and he's dark skin. Me, I'm five two and medium toned. So we have that type of relationship. We're flirting just to be all around the clock, 24-7. I love when we hang out because I feel like I can just be my full self. But the problem is, although that I like him, I also see him as a little brother. He's a grade younger than me, but we were both born in the same year. He just has a late birthday. But for some reason, I feel like that makes all the difference. And I also can't tell if he sees me as a sister or something more. Like I said, we are always flirting. And whenever we are in a group, even with his guy friends, he only be trying to talk to me. Or sometimes we'll go off and just hang out outside the group. He also always comes up with nicknames for me to call in. I don't know if that's a thing, but what do y'all think? Any advice or signs I should be looking out for? Hmm. So when we first read this, we didn't want to age you, but it's we think it may be high school. Yeah, just because you said grade. Yeah, and and once you get into college, it's more so like year. You get into you don't really say grade, so we're we're assuming high school. So we're putting ourselves in a high school mind, mind mindset. Um, as long as y'all are both both children or both adults, I feel like this relationship should be fine if you actually go towards it. Um, y'all obviously have chemistry, but I feel like y'all are both afraid to see how the person feels because it might be weird in the group if 
one person likes the person more or, you know, because I I understand this. Granted, never had a boyfriend in high school. We all know this because, you know, but uh, it's, uh, this is a little bit hard because when you threw in that brother and sister, that's what made it hard. That's what made it difficult. I'm not going to lie. Like, I kind of happened in a situation like this in high school because I was, I didn't have a real boyfriend, but I sure enough did have a little, like, spurges of talking stages, right? Yeah. But I'll say that, like, the whole brother-sister thing is very, very hard to get around because it's just, like, you're you're comfortable with being in that space because neither of y'all have to say how y'all really feel. Mm. And it's easy to just be like, oh, that's my brother. That's my sister. And it just, you can kind of play it off like that. But based off what you said, you like him. Mm-hmm. You like him. I know you said you may or may not like him, but girl, you like this man. You, I knew when you said he was sensitive and dark skin, you like the man, like, okay? Yeah. Um, so I think for one, it's for you being like, okay, I do like him. And he obviously does like you because he seems like he singles you out of the group. You guys go and hang out on your own. You know, like you guys have private time alone, which usually in high school, I don't really, if you don't like the person, you're not doing all that, truly. Um, So I think that it really just requires, if you want to be the one to go out on a limb and say something, you can. I don't know if you're a bold person. For me, I was never that bold in high school. So I could have liked the man for for years. It would have never even looked his way. Hmm. Okay, but if you guys do have that type of relationship where you can be honest and communicate with each other, I would just say, hey, like, you know, oh, that's like oh, that's really hard. That's I'm like, trying to think about like, I would never. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're a bold person, go down that route. Yeah. If you're not bold, if you're like me, who was a little shy in high school yeah. and didn't really want to say all that in front of in front of a guy, um, get his friends to say something. Like, you have yes. to use your resources. Truly, yes. use your resources. Either have one of your friends talk to his friends, because usually that's how these high school relationships be happening, low-key. It'd be friends setting each other up. Mm-hmm. Have one of his friends divulge some information, and that's how you will figure out how he truly feels about you. Because mm-hmm. likely, he probably is scared as well and will not come to you directly. So I think what you need to do is have one of your friends talk to one of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just, I mean, like, realistically, I remember, I remember being in high school and, like, how that felt. And usually it was never, like, these direct adult-type conversations. It's so, like, it was like, what does your friend think about my friend? That's yeah. realistically what it was. So I think you might have to do that. Or have one of your friends ask about you and see what he says and let it happen like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know you said that he's young. He's he's younger than you. Um, maturity, maturity, especially in like teenage years, is very drastic. There's yeah. a huge difference between 15 to 16, 16 to 17. Yeah. So if, he, if you start talking to him and you feel like maturity-wise, y'all just really aren't on the same level be wary of that because even though you guys might've been born in the same year, there's a very big difference for mm-hmm. sure. Um, or like someone's a senior, someone else is a sophomore, that type of vibe. Um, be wary of that. But also uh, things to look out for. Don't get caught up in this like flirty stage. If you genuinely do like him and you want something more, don't allow yourself to be limited to just like somebody he just talks to, Maybe every Thursday when y'all go to a basketball game and he pulls you to the side. That like, part. You know, be very clear on like what your standards are and don't allow yourself to just be some like girl toy to him. And because you know? at the end of the day, you're the prize. At the end of the day, thank you. You are the prize. Don't allow yourself to be treated less than that. If he does, if, if, if you find out some information from his friends or something like that and you find out that it's not mutual, don't, don't chase him. Mm-hmm. 
Don't be like, well, maybe, maybe he, he actually does feel like that way about me. He's just me. Take it for face value. It might be hard to accept, like, you know, that kind of rejection. But it's better than you trying to chase after him. Because all that's going to do is inflate his ego and make things worse. Mm-hmm. So if you do find out that it might not be as mutual as you thought, you, you have to kind of just take that, take that hit. You might have to eat it and move on versus like, you know, allowing yourself to get caught up in that like cycle with him for however long you guys are still in high school together. For. And getting sad and just wearing black to school. Like you can, some type of A's can be dramatic, which is, is, is me. But for me, honestly, I did have to learn this like later on in college, but you just got to turn to the game. It there, the, somebody else will come. Somebody else will come. Thank you. And I wanted a boyfriend so bad in high school, so oh. bad. So I understand how it feels, girl. And I, and a lot of them I really did like. Like I was like, oh, I'm in love with him, you know, because I'm dramatic. Yeah. Um. Remember that if 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 this one don't work out, there will be a lot more to come afterwards. So mm-hmm. don't don't feel like you're missing out on anything. You're really not. You yeah. know, it's okay. And yeah, I would just say. Fill it out. Um, and the the biggest thing, it may seem immature, but the biggest thing I think in high school is really asking his friends because they gonna know. They gonna know. And they, they gonna do a little smirk and then run away. Like, yeah. They gonna know, for real. Um, so yeah, good luck, girl. Keep us posted. Back. I hope y'all end up being high school sweethearts forever. That's, no. that's like the positive outcome. But if it don't work out like that, screw them, there's more to come. <laughs> Very, very hot and cold answers. Okay. Um, what was the best part of your freshman year in college? Was it all that you hyped it up to be in high school? Um, for me, I just knew that when I'm 18, I'm grown. Realistically, you're not. Like, I'm 23 and I, I'm still not grown, for real. But I was, this is the first time where I felt like, I, w- I would always wear crop tops, but, you know, dress coats. You know, this is the first time where I could be naked and grown. And I got on all the dating apps, like, insane thing for me to do but that's what everybody else is doing like that's like oh girl who did like let's swipe on center for five minutes and see who else we can get like that's kind of the vibes when you're a freshman especially when you get in the dorms like everybody is just boy crazy that's really what it is um I also picked the wrong major um I picked it for the money and not because I actually liked it or even was good at it um so life was good until that first class um, you know, that week before class and you go into all these events like that was lit. But once I actually got in the class, they're like, yeah, I've been coding since I was seven. I got to I went to school to code. And so, yeah, you definitely make friends with the nerds. You have to. That is the biggest key. OK, um, and just make sure you actually just like your major and you're not going into it for the money or the status, because I know, yeah, I'm a computer science major. That sounds really good. But how is your mental health is the big question. Um, mm. mine wasn't good until I switched majors. What about you moms? Um, so for me, yeah, no, being naked and grown for real. I mean, <laughs> that was the best part about it. And, yep. and I would also say since like, we kind of touched on this, the last episode, I mean, the last question, um, guys, actually black guys actually liking you. Yes. In high school, I went to a PWI high school where the, the black guys either like white girls or they wasn't really looking at me. Like it was very, very drastic. Right. Versus in college, I was like, oh, this is different. Mm. Newfound sense of like interactions with guys where like I had never had like like real opportunities to actually have a boyfriend. And like it was very different. So I would say that was what I look forward to the most. And that was probably the best part is that I just kind of experienced a lot of like new fresh things that very, very much made my high school experience look like 
almost trash in comparison. Yeah. Completely because high school was not it for me, honestly. Um, so yeah, newfound sense of freedom. It was all that I had it up to be. I will say class-wise though, high school teachers made college seem like it was going to be the worst, most difficult education experience in my life. Everything they would say would be like, y'all can do this now, but it's not going to slide in college. College professors won't allow that. College professors be emailing you back saying, all right, K, LOL, sign for my iPhone. Yep. Like they do not care. They're they're honestly more lenient than my my high school my high school professors or uh, teachers. And the hardest class I've taken to date is still one of my AP classes I took in in high school. They had us AP was well, doing that much work. It was never that serious. The book, the thick book that I had to read and take notes on, and like come to class ready to take do a Socratic seminar, like actually yeah. insane. It was insane. And I was just like, why was AP World History that freaking hard? Who made it that hard? I still didn't have no class that really compared to that. My no. accounting classes were a different type of hard because that was math. Right. But like English, writing-based, history-based classes were never as hard as AP classes were. So never. you can look forward to that because, I mean, it was not that bad in, in, in high school. I mean, in college, in high school. You'll definitely still have some douchebag professors. Like, let, we're not saying the professors are all great, but the majority you're you'll be solid yeah honestly class-wise as long as you pick a major that you are solidly good at or like you actually like and want to learn um you'll be solid easily yeah um okay so next question this person says i am insecure about being a virgin at 21 all my friends had sex even a girl who said she wanted her first kiss to be when she was married Also, my ex-boyfriend was a virgin, and as soon as I broke up with him, I saw hickeys on his neck. Mm. We had a good relationship, so I asked him, did he have sex? And he said yes. I just feel so insecure and ashamed that I am still a virgin. Moms, some people are just late bloomers. And And I do know a lot of people that regret their first. Like, they're like, honestly, if I could go back, I would erase that. So what do you want? Do you want to have some experience with some maybe some trash dudes that you may not know are trash until after it happens or do you want to be like I'm being intentional about this what what is it you know and I know it's very it's very hard to think that way especially when you are 21 and probably the the good majority of people around you are already sexually active so it's like you can't relate to that experience but also like sets unlocks a lot of it's it's a box that unlocks a lot of problems There's, there's STDs there's getting attached to somebody that might not feel the same way about you because sex is a very intense thing for one. Soul ties. You can mm. get a soul tie to this person and y'all don't end up working out. It's going to make that heartbreak 10 times worse. Yeah. Birth control. Pregnancy. This sounds like a, like a, a dare ad, but it's no. real. Like, there's a lot of things that come with it that I think for you waiting, it's going to make it that much more special when you do find somebody that actually like values and appreciates you. Yeah. And that you feel comfortable with rather than trying to like, you know, like just lose it just to lose it, honestly, because that never works. Yeah. Don't go for that. But uh also to your ex-boyfriend, he's he he don't deserve you for one. If if all he wanted was sets and he honestly, if all he wanted was sets and he got it from somebody else, at least he at least he knew that he recognized your worth because you stood you stood on what you was gonna do. And if you wanted to save it, you was gonna save it. So mm-hmm. honestly, that's the type of guy that you probably didn't want to lose it to anyway. If all he wanted to do was 
go go have sex with the next girl who came by after you guys broke up. He obviously did not deserve you in the first place because why would he do that? Mm. First and foremost. That part. Second, all it means is that you have to kiss a couple frogs before you get to the prince. So this is just one person that makes you that much closer to the person you're actually meant to be with and who you can have sets with and make sure that you feel comfortable about it and that it's not a waste of time or your energy. Yeah. Um, and when that does, when that time does come, I will say like if, when you're, cause I feel like right now you're talking to guys and like maybe you're just dating or whatever, be very selective about who you tell that you're a virgin because some men mm-hmm. will take it on as like a challenge. Like it's a, a prize. Like, yeah, I'm her first. Like that's bragging. I was just about to say, they ooh, men just really mm-mm. they really see that as like a almost like a box to check off sometimes. Yeah, and I think yeah, also being very selective of who you tell that to and who you allow close to you that for that reason because it's like you don't want someone to try to be the first, and I think it's a competition thing. Yeah, and I think it's also like a oh well. Uh, no one else has had or type of like misogynistic view that a lot of men do have and that you won't realize until it's too late. Mm -hmm. So really be selective on who you tell that to. Really be selective on if you are thinking about giving it up to somebody and like having sex with them. Really think about like after this is happening, after this has happened, how will I be treated by him? Mm -hmm. Will the energy shift? Will will I realize that he only wanted to have sex with me and then once he got what he wanted, is he going to not talk to me anymore? Like, there's a lot of emotional baggage that's going to come with it afterwards that you have to consider. So um, don't feel ashamed at all. There's probably a lot more girls that are the same way that are also virgins that just aren't saying it. Mm. Yeah, because I, I realize a lot of the girlies, they'll just say three because, like, what's it's, your body count? Yeah, but I'm telling you there are a lot more girls out there that are virgins than you think. Yeah. In the same exact boat. So don't don't feel like you're alone in it. Um. Yeah, and I just can't get over your boyfriend. Like Hickey's on his neck. Be for real. That's insane. Dog. Why would you? Why would you do that? I'm glad you're single. Let's just say that. I'm glad you're not. I'm glad you're single too, because he obviously did not deserve you. If it if that's what it took. Um, right after, like, come on now. Right after, that's the same. But a lot of people do regret their first. So really, you know, think about really it. Take pride in the fact that you know you are trying to wait. Yeah. Um, and when it happens, you'll know. You'll know. Yeah. When it's meant to happen. Okay, on to the next. Um, good luck, girly. How long do you want to? How long do you want to date someone before you get married? Also, how long do you think an engagement should last? Love you, gay. Love you guys. Okay, I feel like this is hard because you can say one thing, but when you're in an actual relationship, and it also depends what era you're in. Did you start dating when you're in college? Did you start dating when you're in your thirties? Like. Sometimes the older you get, the fa- the more fast tracked it can be. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's really it. Um, from my from my point of view, um, we're about to hit our four years in November. Do I hope that he proposes before that four years? Sure. Before I started dating, I would be like, don't be dating nobody for more than whatever. But I know this man has a plan. I'm not gonna put no number. I'm not gonna put my type A ness onto this man because at the end of the day, I know he wants to marry me. But we did start dating in college. We did start dating when, like, we're starting our careers. Like, engagements are really freaking expensive. I do not want a Walmart one. Like, for for um, something very quality, I know I have to wait. You know? We're, yep. we're, we're just starting our lives, realistically, after college. So um, that's that's kind of for me. And then for when we get engaged, 
I want our engagement to be two years so that I have time to plan. I'm not rushed for the wedding and we have time to save up. That's kind of because our plan is to get a house first and then do the wedding. Ain't nobody about to rush us. We everybody has known from the jump we get married. When? I don't know. But I do not I would hate to come back for in a wedding dress to an apartment. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Maybe somebody else, but not me. I want to come back to a home that we know is our home, that we've solidified, that we've made like like pre-marriage rules done, pre-marital counseling, that whole nine. So that's kind of what I'm thinking for my engagement. Uh, what about you, moms? Yeah, uh, he he knows when he wants to marry you. Yeah. Very early on, men know. And it's really scary because I be seeing these videos and it's like a guy will a guy will date you for five, six, eight years and not put a ring ring on your on your finger because he's waiting for his soulmate or he's waiting for the true love of his life. She mm. already left him. And he's just like, oh, well, this is what I got. Like, that is a very scary concept, which is why I say, like, like, like Faith and Lola or Danny, um, Faith and Danny, they have a plan. Yeah. They have a plan. She knows he has a plan. So it's like there's security in knowing that he is going to propose. If you have been with that man for eight something years and he's like, oh, well, we might. He's had eight years to think about it. He's had eight years to come up with a plan. Unless there's a special circumstance, yeah. Unless there's a special circumstance, if he is able to and not willing to, that tells you everything you need to know right now. And he's holding out for someone else. Or, or you have to bring up marriage every single time. Like I know from oh, yeah. Lola will say we or like my future wife or as your future husband, like or literally taking steps. Like for us, we we have we literally listed out an entire Excel sheet on like what he's paying for, what I'm paying for, what the how to save up for the future, like all of that. If we're not taking any future steps, and you're you keep on saying I I I, and I've been in this for six years, and there's no we. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not, moms. Absolutely not. That tells you exactly how he feels about you right then and there. He might love you, yeah. He might care about you, but he does not want to marry you, yeah. I was literally, I, when we were, when I was looking at these questions, I had asked, um, I was at Hope's house and I asked Hope's dad, I said, Hey, how quickly did you know you wanted to marry Mia? And this is Hope's stepmom. And he was like, honestly, I was like, Oh, like, she's cool. Like, I mean, you know, like in like the first dating scenes, I mean, stages. And then he was like, actually my homeboy was like, yo, you have to marry her. And I was like, your friend. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, honestly, Jerome is a very silly man. He's like, he's sillier than me. And for him to be serious and be like, you need to marry this woman. Mm. I was like, I have never heard of that. Me neither. Like, having these conversations and, you know. So I was like, that is actually really cool. Like, your friend. Like, you were like, oh, like, she's cool, you know. But your friend was like, no, nah, you need to lock this down. Yeah. And since they are older, they got married in the last than the year. Wow. Yeah, no, you can tell. You can tell when when a man really want to marry you because there will be a sense of um, a sense of fire underneath them. There will be a drive. You will see it. Like there will be a when somebody really wants something. And honestly, men are very like competitive and very like mission driven type of people. Yeah, if they want something. They're gonna go get it. So if he is not in a rush to marry you, or if he is not at least putting in the effort to try to, mm-hmm. that tells you everything you need to know. Um, I don't want to put a I don't want to put years on it because like Faith said, like, let's say y'all have been high school sweethearts and you've been together since you were 15. Obviously you're not going to, by year seven, you're only like 22. So it's very hard to say that, you know, that's a specific number, but um, 
if you are dating him and you guys are in your mid twenties or so, and you've been together for five years and you know, it's, you know, there, there is a time frame mm-hmm. that, you know, you probably want to be married in between. So just keep that in mind and just make sure he knows that. Like if he knows that you don't want to be his girlfriend for 10 years, if you don't want to be no Vanessa to his Austin, come on now, know that, you know, like make sure it's, make sure it's communicated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they do be knowing. They do be knowing early on whether or not they want to marry you. Yeah. That was like in the first like two or three weeks of them talking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure they be, I don't know what the time frame is in a man's head, but they be knowing early because the guys I've had serious, like, serious things with, they've been like future wife, marriage. They brought up marriage quickly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I was the one that was like, hey, bro. Slow your roll, twenty two. Like a break. Cause I have barely started dating. Come on, now. yeah. Like, come on, don't we talk about wifey, Mm-mm. sir? Um, be yes. So <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we love you too, and good luck, girl. Okay, um, girl. Oh, this is on. This is you. Okay. So this person says, "Hey, y'all, love your podcast. Love you too. Mm-hmm. Literally, the only one I've been able to listen to on a consistent basis. That's saying a lot." Oh, wow. We love. Uh, My problem, of course, comes from this messed up job market. I have been applying, interviewing, and came close to an offer, lost the offer, reaching out on LinkedIn for almost a year now. The feedback I received is that my personality is great. My resume is great, but I lack the experience. I have two years of experience. I did a full-time job, but unfortunately was fired. I hated the job. My boss was terrible, a micromanager. I knew it wasn't going to last because I wasn't thriving. But to also not find anything for a full year is causing panic and imposter syndrome. Yet I've also have had the most fun being unemployed. If I'm being honest with y'all, I still travel, hang out with friends, but I know I just can't keep barely making it forever. And I feel so far behind. I tend to disassociate a lot. I guess, how do you stay patient and stay motivated waiting for that opportunity that's just for you to come up? Hmm. This is a little hard um, because the job market does literally suck. Um, I know I'll have Danae to take this one and I'll piggyback because she had some really solid intentions when she was trying to figure out what she wanted her job to be after undergrad. Yeah. So I I would say for me, um, me and my manifestation journal were locked in when I was unemployed. Let me tell you, I literally wrote down to a T, like I practiced visualization. I literally closed my eyes. And I looked at what my future job would be in my head. And I I thought about it. I drew out a picture in my head down to like what I was wearing to the office, down to what my laptop was, down to what I was doing every day. Like I went ham imagining what my role would look like. I was intentional about the company I wanted to work for, what the role would be. And I also wrote that down. Yeah. And I would write it down like consistently. Like I would I would visit that. And I would imagine myself a day in the office and write down what I would do. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, today was a good day. I did this, 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 and that. And when I tell you, I read, I go back and read that journal now, and every single thing came true, mm. like down to the company I'm working for. Wow, every single thing. So I really say there's a lot of power in being intentional and knowing exactly. Even if you don't, even if you're not completely sure if that's what you want. For me, I didn't know if working for L'Oreal and being a financial analyst was what I actually wanted. I was just like, I'm gonna just stick with that because that's the best option I got right now. It doesn't mean you have to be completely confident that that's exactly what you want, but set your mind to something and then manifest that and really, really work on writing that goal down and being intentional and working towards it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the first thing I want to say is 
have a solid goal you're working towards. I know it's hard to be beggars can't be choosers, especially if you are like trying to interview and you are not, you know, having as much success as you want it to in the job market. You might just want to get any job that you want that that'll hire you, but also be intentional on getting a job that you want. You've waited this long to try to find what you want. It better be something that is worth your while, that matches your strengths and that you actually want to work there. So yeah. I will say that. Don't lose sight of your goals just because you're in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. Um, set your standards. You might as well find one that you actually like. Also, depending on your field, um, I know this really, really sucks. So I It's 2023. Like We can't be doing no unpaid, no unpaid internships, no unpaid opportunities. But try to find either volunteer opportunities or potentially an unpaid internship that you can work alongside something else just to get your foot in the door and get the experience. Yeah, It really, really sucks. And I don't know your industry, but for some industries, unfortunately, it is kind of an unsaid thing that you need to do an unpaid internship to just get your name out there and make the connections before you actually um, start the job. So yeah. if that's the case, you might just have to do that just, just for a short period of time, just to get your foot to the door. Also, I recommend, depending on whatever field you're going into, finding conferences. Um, for me, I was attending a lot of conferences, specifically ones for like finance and accounting. And that's how I made a lot of connections. I was going to mixers. I was going to workshops. Even if I didn't like the topic, I was like, I'm going here because I'm going to shake somebody's hand and get a business card. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the way that you're going to get hired is not through just LinkedIn. You're Mm going to get hired because you know somebody. That is the harsh reality. So really try to, whatever jobs you're applying to, I would make it to where, you know, you're applying to everything you find, for example, but you're also being very intentional that whatever companies you're applying to, you have a contact in that company that can vouch for you. Mm. Even if it means cold, cold emailing somebody and saying, I'm interested in your company. Can you hop on a call with me for 15 minutes to tell me more about how you like your job? That is a cold email that you can send to just about anybody Pose it as you want to learn, because honestly, you do. You want to work there. You want to learn what it's like. Really do that as many times as you can to people that you actually see yourself working with or you want to work with, and then go from there. But I'm telling you, if you're just cold applying on Indeed or LinkedIn, the chances of you getting it are very, very slim because they have nothing to base off of besides your resume. And if they're saying your resume is great, your personality is great, and you lack experience, the, the one push you need is someone in that company vouching for you and saying she may like experience, but she's trainable. Mm. I met her. She's good. I think that she'd be a good fit in the company and we can train her. And that's and, how you're doing. And to the Nadia's point, um, I had actually volunteered with my mentor teaching girls how to code in Python and they ate that up. That was literally the only experience I had. And that's how I got my first internship working for the defense contractor where I coded for satellites. Granted, I hated it, but it still showed me what I didn't like. And it was opportunity for that to put on experience. And honestly, people love seeing that you work for the government and like you did things for the government. And they're like, oh my gosh, like if you could do that, you could do Excel. Mm. Well, you know, but I definitely can learn, but it's really just having, they love seeing that I was giving back to the community. Mm. Even if it's little things like that, like they eat that thing up. So, and I actually got it. I went as a sophomore. I didn't, I really wasn't thinking I was leaving with the internship. I went to this, uh, this conference called Grace Hopper, one of the huge, I think the cutest, all basically there's some, there's some in there cause they, they infiltrate just about everywhere, but it was mostly women in the tech field trying to get jobs and internships. I'm talking about everybody was there. So if you can find a conference or have somebody fun, you go into a conference that junk, 
And your your main and I literally came with like fifty resumes. I was ready. I didn't know how or when or if I even was going to get something, but I knew I was going to try my hardest. Mm. Yeah. And to that point, also, I know you said you already you have two years of experience. Make sure you're pointing out the transferable skills. I think yeah. a lot of times people have one resume and they send that to every single company. Um, when you're applying to the job, look at what the job description is, what they actually have you doing, and then go back and edit your resume. So that way the skills that you have frame, are frames for that job. Like, mm-hmm. let's say, okay, um, let me give an example because it probably don't make sense if you just hear that like on the other end. Yeah. Um, let's say you, you worked in a call center, right? And you're interviewing for a public relations job. You're like, all I did was answer phones. No, you didn't. You helped manage customer relationships, mm-hmm. which is something you're going to need to do in PR. Yeah. You helped um, facilitate difficult conversations, which is something you're going to need to do in PR. Mm-hmm. Like, give specific ways. It's really about framing your experience and highlighting the transferable skills. That way it can go into the next job you're going into. Because mm-hmm. a lot of things are transferable. It's all about how you transfer it. So yeah. if you can take what you have and your experience. Don't limit your experience down to like, oh, well, I just did this. Like, no, you didn't. Even if you work at Taco Bell you and you have to manage other people. Guess what? I am working on managing employee relationships and creating a positive work environment. Boom. Yeah. That's something you're going to have to do in your next corporate job. There's yeah. a lot of things you can say that prove that you're transferring your skills. And on that point, we are having a resume building workshop. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yes. The resume review is the 26th of March. So they honestly may have, this is a hit, have already passed. But if you are a type A black girl that follow us, you would be able to see that we were doing resume reviews. So I'm hoping that you were able to do it because this is coming af- out after it. Um, if not, uh, maybe you can go to into the mock interviews and we can help from there. But it sounds like yeah. you're an interviewer, so. Yeah, we, we are having a mock interview session as well. Um, and honestly, maybe we can even try to record the resume building session so that mm-hmm. if any girls missed it, they can watch it. Facts. Um, so that you guys can get it. If you if you just happen to miss that, you can still get the, the benefit of it. But yeah, um, resumes are all about how you frame it and how not, this doesn't mean lie on your resume either though. Because <laughs> if, if you put that you are proficient in Excel and you've never opened Excel in your life, they gonna know that. This does not mean lie on your resume, but it does mean highlight what can be transferred. And they, and then the corporate space, they say control the narrative. Mm. That's really what it is. Yeah. And every resume should be different for each job you're applying to. I know that's a lot of work, but it's true. Um, Okay, we're on our last one. Yeah, let's go ahead and get this is a deep one. Okay. I've been with my man since November and yesterday we had a talk and finally established boyfriend girlfriend labels to the relationship. Boom. We also talked about possibly having to transition into a long distance relationship since he would be going off to med school in July. I've been in a long distance relationship before and I know what works and doesn't work for me. He, on the other hand, has his concerns regarding time and scheduling since he'll be starting med school. If I'm being honest, I do truly love this man, so I don't believe it's fair of me to keep him in a relationship that will hinder his education and career goals. He, on the other hand, thinks it'll be selfish of him to keep me in a relationship knowing he might not have the time and energy for it. So what do we do? I offered that we can try things out, but we're both worried of creating issues within our dynamic that might sour the relationship. Or how do I cope with the fact of knowing a breakup will happen in the foreseeable future since we both want to preserve our relationship before making things sour and complicated? P.S. I love y'all's podcast. It's my literal go-to on my commute to class. Keep up the amazing work, Faith, Faith Indonesia. And she spelled Indonesia right. That's what I'm talking about. Woo! 
<laughs> okay. I can go ahead and take this on and we can piggyback. Um, oof, okay. This is going to be a little hard because if you already know you don't like long distance relationships, then that's already a, kind of a sign. Like, but you love this man. And I feel like you may have not like loved your other men down. So this is a whole another ballpark to play in. Um, I would say for now, because me and Anadra had made these answers um, when we when we were looking at the, all these questions. First, make the most of it and see how y'all feel closer to July. I know you guys don't really want to talk about it a lot because I feel like it'll you might sour, complicate the situation. But communicating what long distance may look like. Like, hey, maybe every Wednesday and a, maybe every Wednesday we make sure we have date night. I know I'm probably not going to hear from you a lot. So you might just have to make sure you trust him and know that even though you're not you're not going to hear from them often, no, he's not off cheating. He's in med school. So if, if you have that solidified and that security, um, I feel like as the time gets closer, y'all might realize y'all can really make it work. But y'all have to communicate and schedule and be intentional about it. Um, what about you, moms? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is figuring out is is you guys being long distance because it's obviously going to be something that's temporary. Um, if that's worth it. Like, I think you guys are already establishing yourself as boyfriend and girlfriend. And I know you don't want to, you don't want to sell the relationship. But the reality is that even if he wasn't going off to somewhere else in July, either way, he's starting med school. And either yeah. way, even if you guys are in the same city, it might feel like a long distance relationship because you guys will not be able to spend as much time together because med school is no joke. And you have your own life. He would have his own life. So the time you're going to be spending together would be very limited, regardless if he's here or there. Yeah. So think about, okay, I know you don't want to sour things or you don't want to talk about it early on, but I honestly think it will, either way, you got to confront it eventually. <laughs> so yeah. think about, you know, what is the schedule going to look like if you guys are long distance, if you guys can dedicate having a weekend or two each month, how far, I don't even know how far away he's going. I don't think he said, but yeah. if that's something that's possible um, and making sure that, you know, if you guys both establish that you don't want to break up, you can make it work. There are there are couples that have made tough situations work before. Look at Faith and Dammy. They were long distance for a while, but they both knew that it would be something temporary and they're both working towards actually being together, um, physically together in the future. Yeah. So I would say determine, first of all, make sure you guys are both aligned that you don't want to break up because of this. And if you do, come up with a game plan on how you can make it work. I think the best way is to really try to do weekends Mm -hmm. and you come visit him he come visits you give that like a trial run see how that works for a couple months if you guys do that for a couple months and you're like this still ain't working then you have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what to do next but i would say this seems like a relationship and you love him he loves you that's not worth throwing away over life getting in the way yeah yeah because it's it's gonna be hard after a heartbreak like that even even if it's mutual it's gonna be a heartbreak getting back on a hinge and then having to talk talk about your favorite color yeah. knowing yeah. that you could have made it work <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. and it's just very hard to say because med school is a long time so it's like you're already I can understand where you're coming from where you're like do I just prepare myself for this future breakup because he gonna be doing his thing for a while yeah um but I think it'll, if anything it'll test you guys and make you stronger so I have faith that you guys will work it out but yeah um, definitely have that conversation. And let's say he is long distance and you guys are now away from each other. Continue to have very honest conversations about how you feel. 
don't mm-hmm. don't hide that or like shy away from it just because you guys are long distance and you don't want to put any pressure on the relationship. If you feel some type of way when he leaves and you want to express that, make sure you express it. Because if you don't, it's going to build resentment. Oh, absolutely. I feel like the forefront of a healthy relationship is communication. And sometimes I don't want to communicate. Sometimes I want to shut down. Um, you got to have that one person to be like, ah, oh, what are you thinking? And that's 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 Lola, but um, or Dammy. I'm sorry, it's hard. If y'all ever see though him, no, do not call that man Lola. It's reserved only for grandma, mom, and me. Okay, and I barely got that. I barely got it. Honestly, the the first time I met him, I just called him Lola, and it just stuck. Um, call please call that man Dammy. But um, yeah, girl, please let us know what ends up happening. Um, maybe y'all can also try virtual dates. Like if you guys can't afford. Because med school is expensive. You guys can't afford to go plan a trip every month or something. Plan virtual dates at least two, two a month to make sure you guys have that checked off. And then maybe once a quarter, you guys do a, a trip together. And you guys go to a place that you guys both haven't been. So it's like a vacation for both. Even if it's a two-day weekend. Or just go on Friday and Saturday and then be like, all right, love you. I'll see you next quarter. You know, but it's gonna you're going to have to make some hard sacrifices, but it'll be worth it. Yeah, definitely. I, I will say don't. Don't try to like not talk about it or or not do anything because you don't want to sour the relationship. Like you're not going to know unless you try. And frankly, I think if you guys try to break up right now, you're going to always wonder. So what if? Yeah, you, you might regret it either way. You might regret it if you do regret it if you don't. But so, I would say it's better that you give it a shot and that way you know versus mm-hmm. always wondering like what if. So facts. Oof. Yeah. It's, it's, meant like, be, it's meant to be. It'll happen. Yeah, this was like a more harding, harder hitting bonus. No, it was. Episode 10 was like, okay, but this one, we got a lot of, we got a lot. Very like, very like close to the heart type of dilemmas, you know, like I feel like an empath right now. Like I'm feeling all y'all, all y'all's, I'm taking it on with me. <laughs> no, for real. And I'm like, okay, please, honestly, even though you guys did send us these, after listening to this and figuring out what happened, we want to hear testimonials. What did it work? Did it not work? Like we could be like, Hey, remember in this episode that we said this, okay, she, she followed up. This is what happened. We want to know, yeah. you know, <laughs> cause, yeah. cause let's say we gave y'all some, let's just say we gave y'all some relationship advice and y'all end up working out and getting married. We want to come to the wedding. We want to know. <laughs> we would, we would we like wanna, to, we want to see, we want to be able to say typing black girls advice column. Second, of the podcast, we, we have some credibility. This is couples now married. Like I want to feel like you know we really yeah. made that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and if it and if it went bad, also tell us. Yeah. And we'll go for our advice. Just sucked. Literally, <laughs> two episodes full of just horrible advice. <laughs> horrible advice. That's what we always say. Hey, but do you know? Now, in case you, you, in case you get it, in case you go to jail. In case something bad happens, you cannot say type A black girls told you to do this. <laughs> we are not professionals. We forgot to make that caveat in the beginning, but we are not professionals. We are not lawyers. We are not doctors. We are just two girls in their 20s who are trying to help. Doing our best. Our best. That's it. Not professionally best, just random, regular. Just our best. Our regular best. Regular best. <laughs> okay. um, but we love y'all. We will see y'all in season five, and we have some very fun things plan for y'all so we love y'all bye see you guys later do you and your friends have really good conversations do you guys talk about making a podcast after every good combo well this is your sign to go ahead and make that podcast 
Spotify is a platform that makes it so easy to make your podcast. You can even earn money, and in this economy, multiple streams of income is the goal. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter how much equipment you have, as long as you have a phone and internet, you can start creating today. Once you start creating, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Thank you.